Welcome to Take Your Stand, the podcast of Here I Stand Ministries. I'm your host, Luke Seibert. Let's explore more of what it means to live out the gospel by clinging to the Word and to one another. There are a lot of historical church documents out there, such as different creeds and confessions and church covenants. And we look at all this and we wonder, what's the difference between all of these? Are they really even important for us? Why do we have these? Because growing up, uh, I don't think I ever heard anything about any creeds or confessions of faith. Um, sometimes churches will talk about church covenant. It'll be there maybe in the bylaws or something like that that you're supposed to read through when you join a church. But there's not re- sometimes there's not a big deal made about these things. And so are these things, the creeds, confessions, and covenants of the church, are these helpful? Should we get rid of them? What really are they? I wanted to take this episode to, to work through those and to, to, sh- to share about that. Uh, starting off with creeds. What, what are the creeds? Um, Justin Holcomb has this helpful summary as he explains how creeds came about and what they were used for. He says, um, the, creeds also were, were, the creeds also were used to teach a new converts the basic elements of the Christian faith. Since the creeds were relatively short summaries of Christian doctrine, they were easy to learn. The creeds were also used in church liturgies, uniting the congregation in common confession. And he goes on to talk about how that was especially important during a time where people were not very literate. But the phrase I want to focus on there is the short summaries. That's exactly what they are. The creeds are short summaries of what we believe is true. They don't replace scripture. They just help us to summarize in a succinct way these are the core elements of the faith. These, these is what we believe in. They are very powerful summaries. Uh, the three that have been most impactful for me have been the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and then the uh, Chalcidian Definition. And the Apostles' Creed being, in, being an early church document that, that really summarizes, these are the core elements of the Christian faith. This is really, truly what we believe in its, its most e- basic essence. The Nicene Creed, in a way, expands upon that with, with more focus upon Christ and who he is with some of the uh, heresies that were going on in the early church around uh, in, the, in the fourth century. The church needed to respond, so they created the, the Nicene Creed there at the Council of Nicaea in 325. And it's just an a incredible document. It's A lot of churches will recite that. It's a, a very historic document that summarizes this is the core elements of the faith. And then the Chalcidian definition is from the Council of Chalcedon. And there it was responding to another, some other heresies about Christ. But there, that, that particular creed helps us understand that Christ is, is a, has the two natures in one person. That he's not divided in any, in any way. And really provides a, a summary of the, the nature of Christ and, and who he really is and his incarnation being fully God and fully man. And what does that really mean? So each of those uh, documents uh, have been very helpful. And as I said, churches use them today. A lot of churches of a more liturgical or or even a reformed uh, leaning will often recite a creed like the Nicene Creed regularly through, in different services, whether it's every week or however often they, they do it. But as a, as a as part of their service, is they would recite the creed. Other churches will sing one of them, like the Apostles' Creed. 
There's a lot, several music groups out there that have taken the Apostles' Creed and paraphrased it or set it to music. Um, uh, Keith and Kristen Getty have done this, uh, as well as um, some other ones. And then Inu Music, as uh, the group has done this. Uh, it's, it's called The Apostles' Creed, is what their song is called. And it's one of my favorite ones uh, that I've uh, uh, of the groups that set the Apostles' Creed to music. I feel like the, the Inu Music does a really good job with that. And I'll post, I'll post that link here in the show notes. But uh, we don't have to use them. You know, there's no obligation in Scripture for us to say there's going to be these creeds that are written, you have to hold to them. Uh, no, but I don't think any of us would disagree with the creeds. If you read through the Apostles or the Nicene Creed, uh, they summarize the basic tenets of the Christian faith. And they can be a helpful tool that we can use as a summary for uh, our faith. Related to the creeds are the confessions, and these came later. And Carl Truman has a, a helpful article, which I'll link to. It's technically in part and goes in some detail about the different creeds and confessions. But he says this in terms of what distinguishes the confessions from the creed. He says, Confessions offer much more uh, comprehensive uh, statements of the Christian faith than the more, than the more narrowly... Uh, focused early church creeds and he also says that they also talk about some matters that aren't as essential to the faith such as what is the role of the magistrate so two of the uh, the really um, two, two of the confessions that I've come across a lot uh, historically have been the Westminster Confession of Faith and the Second London Confession of Faith and there's some other ones out there um, for the different denominations, but those those two, the Westminster and the Second London, have been the, the two that I've come across the most. And related to that, related to confessions, a little more of a modern version of those are statements of faith, um, whether on church or website or denominations. It, they cover a similar range to what the confessions do. They just don't maybe don't go in as much depth or as much detail as the the confessions do. Um, so, uh, one example would be the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, uh, put out by the Southern Baptist Confession, the Southern Baptist Convention. There is an example of a statement of faith uh, at a denominational level. And then another offshoot of the Confessions is Catechisms, which these work through different elements of the faith that um, in a question and answer type format to help help people learn the what what doctrine is and be able to remember it that way instead of just reciting a creed in that sense um or a confession because confessions are pretty lengthy it would be really hard to try to memorize that entirely so the the catechism provides a more helpful uh way to remember the doctrines the westminster uh, catechism is a well-known example as is the heidelberg heidelberg catechism two very uh historical examples of catechisms and then I, I haven't read it, but uh, the Gospel Coalition has come out with the New City Catechism, which is a a modern version uh, of catechisms for for our own time, expressed in the language that we use today. But this leads us to the question: Is why do we want to use these uh, the, the creeds and confessions? Uh, they're not scripture. So why would why do we want to use these? Why is it important for churches to use them? Is it up to them? Uh, should we reject them? What, what should our approach be? And, uh, churches can take different ap- approaches to that. 
we're not obligated to hold, we're not obligated to use creeds and confessions. Uh, we're not obligated to recite creeds or to hold to specific confessions, but there are helpful tools that we can use to um, express what we believe. And Carl Truman, in his article, which I'll, I'll link to in the description, uh, he concludes with some different points about why the creeds and confessions are helpful, why, we, why uh, some people may want to use them. Uh, they, they help us to express what we believe about the Bible because uh, whether we acknowledge it or not, he, he points out that we interpret Scripture that we, we have different views about how we interpret passages or different doctrines. And so the confessions, they help us delineate, yes, this is how we interpret a scripture. And that interpretation, of course, is not authoritative in the sense that scripture is, but it is a, an expression of how we uh, interpret scripture. And then he also points out that they help to offer summaries of what we believe. As we said, it... Um, the, in terms of the core doctrines of the faith. And they help us to express that both to ourselves within a local church, if a church recites that regularly, and also to those who come in who are not part of a, aren't part of the church, whether unbelievers or just or visitors. They help to summarize, this is what the church believes. A related point, he says, is they focus Christians on matters of non-negotiable importance to the faith. Because the elements that are contained in the creeds, especially the Apostles, the Nicene, uh, really the Nicene Creed is really the, the, the best summary in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> Summarized, these are things that are, uh, to use Truman's phrase, non-negotiable. That they, they are essential to what it means to be Christian in terms of the doctrines about God, the Trinity, salvation, the final judgment. These different elements that are there that what we believe in the Nicene Creed help provides that that summary and helps remind us this is what is most important. This is what brings us unity is the gospel. It's not a particular church polity. It's not a certain practice. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ is what unites us. And the, the creeds help remind us of that, that despite all our differences and our different practices or views on other elements, such as election or all these different things, we can agree on these essential core doctrines of the faith and they help to bring unity within a local ch congregation, but then also throughout the church, uh, the church universal. And, and speaking of the universal church, uh, another point that Truman points out is they help, the creeds and confessions help uh, us remember that we are not isolated, that we, have, we stand in the line of churches throughout the ages and we have our brothers and sisters across the world. And we've differed in different views about polity or views about like election per se or views of the the millennial kingdom these different elements that we may disagree on but those aren't essential to the faith and uh they help to remind these creeds and confessions help to remind us of unity and also to say you know what the church has you know expressed and held to the nicene creed for over a thousand years and helps to remind us that we stand in line of that that we're not the first christians to walk the earth so those are a few points that uh, Truman uh, uses to say why creeds and confessions can be helpful tools, but um, again, we're not obligated to. So some churches may choose to use them. Some churches may choose to recite the creeds or to uh, use the confessions. Um, other churches don't uh, for, for various reasons, and that's okay. One's not necessarily better than the other. It's what each church chooses to use, but 
there is benefit in using them. They are helpful tools. And speaking of another helpful tool, uh, the last one we want to talk about is church covenants. And these are fairly short documents, but what they do is they express the commitments of members of a local church to one another. It's what they're agreeing to when they're members, that they don't just come just to hear a sermon and that's it, that there is a commitment to one another. As Paul says in Romans 12, that we are members of one another. And so that makes that means we have commitments to each other and church covenants will express that differently, such as, you know, we're, we're committed to attending regularly uh, to the assembled church, that we commit to help each other grow in Christ. There's different things that may, be, that may be expressed in a church covenant. But they relate to this idea of what are we committing to when we join this particular congregation? Not just where we come to hear a message or where we come to hear songs, but we're joining that particular body of believers. And what's our commitment to those people? And uh, sort of drawn out of the doctrines of Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, about how the whole church comes together that not necessarily in the assembly, not just in the assembly, like on Sunday mornings, but how all the members, all the members of a church, have a commitment to help each other to grow up in the Christ as we speak the truth in love, not just in correction, but also edification and encouragement. And as we do that, together we grow up in the Christ, we grow up in the maturity. But it takes the commitment of all the members of the church. So that's really a summary, a, kind of a brief summary overview about creeds, confessions, covenants, um, and those elements. I want to close with stressing that none of these take the place of Scripture. They are helpful tools to help express the core elements of the faith, different interpretations we have, more about um, church structure or how we, how we live out the faith in that sense, or applying different aspects of the faith, I should say, with the confessions there and the the covenants, different commitments that we're making. They're drawn from Scripture, but they should never take the place of Scripture. They just help us to remember what is most important, and they, they summarize, help us to summarize what we believe. But they're, they're just helpful tools. We're free to use them or free, or free not to. Um, they've been helpful to me, even though the churches I have been a part of, we've not recited the creeds. Um, there hasn't been really talk about confessions, but in my own studies uh, through school and just looking at them and reflecting upon what they say. Uh, they have been helpful uh, to me, have been encouragement. And so want to share that people could find them helpful as well. But really the, what they all do, the whole point of it all, is to help direct us back to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the Word. Um, help us to focus upon Him instead of getting sidetracked on secondary things. They help us to remember that we belong to Christ and there's implications of that with the local church and how we're committed to each other. But uh, whether it's a creed or a confession or, or a covenant, the goal is to help point us to Christ and to help us walk intentionally with the faith that we hold, which is really the goal of, uh, should be the goal of all of our lives. I appreciate people listening, listening to the podcast and going through that, that summary with me. If you appreciate the podcast and enjoy it, ask that you re leave a rating and review. But until next time, read the word and take your stand. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it was an encouragement and a blessing. To find out more information about Here I Stand Ministries, check out hisministries.com. Scripture quotations are from the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, copyright 1971-1995 by the Lachman Foundation, used by permission, all rights reserved.